Let's Talk Home Repair is sponsored by Matriarchy Build, who provide tele-DIY services connecting homeowners to vetted pros for one-on-one video consultations. Visit matriarchybuild.com to get guidance on projects as small as a leaky faucet or as big as a home remodel. You can even book a session with Amy themselves. Visit www.matriarchybuild.com. Tele-DIY. Like telehealth? Yeah. Cool. I know. I'm Amy, general contractor. And I'm Alicia, homeowner. And we're talking home home repair. repair. Today, we are going to stick to a general topic for homeowners. Know your home. Exactly. And then we're going to do some questions. Yeah. So we're going to keep it tight today. So know your home. What do you mean by that? Um, Just kind of where everything is. You know, there, there are people who for example, don't know how to get into their crawl space or they don't know where their their hatches to get into their attic. Um, mm. They don't know how to turn their water off. If they had a, a water emergency, they don't know how to turn that water off. If they had a gas emergency, you know, walk in the house and, and the house smells like gas, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Um, and so just, just familiarizing yourself with those things so that in the case of emergency, you know where everything is. And when you go to do maintenance or check on those things, you know where they are. Right, right. Um, yeah. So, because any contractor walking in the house is going to want to know, right? And that's actually, you know, we go through a pre-start meeting kind of thing, and those are things we ask. It's like, where's your gas meter, mm-hmm. and where's the electrical panel, um, so that if something does happen while we're working, you're not home. We know how to turn everything off, right? Right. So right. it's good that you know it as well, just in case something happens. You walk in from vacation and your your you know basement's flooded, Ooh. right? Because that's when it happens. <laughs> it's, it never happens when you're home. It's all, it happens when you're when you're on vacation. <laughs> when you're gone for five exactly. Days. Yep. Yep. So what kinds of things? So you've named a few. Are there any other things we could think about? Oh, there's there's quite a few. I, I wanted to preface it all though with with the whole home maintenance. Why do we do it? Kind mm, of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I teach a workshop. Um, I haven't since we did COVID. However, I have taught it uh, multiple times and we'll be starting that back up again. Uh, and it's home maintenance 101. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I explain to people, it's like, why do we do home maintenance? Mm-hmm. One, it's it's typically cheaper to do maintenance than it is to actually do the repairs. Mm. Um, and, oh, we, and we have talked about the the budget and the 1%. Of your of your home's value being you know budgeted to home maintenance kind of stuff for every year for every year right yeah. um, so there's the, the 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 money part of it mm-hmm. and then there's the peace of mind right if, as you're doing the maintenance it's like okay I feel good because I know I've looked at that I've been in the crawl space or I've had somebody go into the crawl space and I know that there isn't any water under there or there isn't any you know um, evidence of pests or things like that. So mm-hmm. I feel pretty good about it until, you know, next year comes around or every six months, whatever the, the maintenance schedule is. Um, so it's nice, uh, peace of mind. And also, you know, your family safety um, to have carbon monoxide detectors and you're, you're checking them to make sure that they work. The smoke detectors checked with, you know, canned smoke as opposed to just putting a uh, pushing the button. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, there's a difference with that. And just having that peace of mind, knowing uh, that your family is going to be safe. And I think this is relevant not just for homeowners, but also for renters. Absolutely. For because, the safety issue. Right, yeah, right, right. Mm-hmm. If, you know, they're required, uh, you know, if it's a rental home, they're required to have, you know, all of the, the um, smoke detectors and carbon monoxide uh, detectors and things like that. Um, but and, I was even, what you know, even speaking of the, um, if there's a fuse box in your unit or if you're renting a home, 
you know, knowing where the those same oh, things, sure. the water turn off yeah. and the fuse box and those the accidents gas don't off. know if you're paying the mortgage or paying the rent. Exactly. <laughs> right. Right. So, you know, it, it. Yeah, you should know those things. You should know where the water shutoff is, regardless of whether. Yes. And if totally those shutoffs agree. have a handle, do they work? Yeah. Right. Because we've got. I mean, we've got houses that, and and. In Seattle, it's relatively, they're relatively new, right? It's like, oh, the house is 1910. Well, yeah, okay. So that's <laughs> nothing. Well, but there's, it's still old. Yeah. And if that valve hasn't been turned in 25 or 30 years, mm-hmm. what's the likelihood that that's really going to work when you go to turn it? Right, uh, right. Not really good. So I would suggest that you, you know, try and turn it off. Mm. See if it works. Now, be aware that if you do that, there is a possibility that you may get a little bit of a leak because you've got, you know, the the insides of that valve, it's got packing and things like that that have been in that position for 25 years and you, you figure you're, you're starting to move things. Well, it may not, it may not do what it's supposed to do. It may not be pliable and, and, and keep the water out or in like it's supposed to. So so maybe visually look at it. We're kind of talking about water primarily here. I mean, I guess it's relevant for all valves, but like you say, if you do check it, turn the the valve on and off and it does create a problem. Now you're in an emergency situation trying to get a plumber and things like that. So is there something they can see visually before they would turn it and perhaps get into a, a stickier situation? Not Be- really. Um, maybe just obvious corrosion? Yeah. I mean, it may look fine on the outside. Um, I mean, if it definitely looks like there's a lot of corrosion that there's been leaking in the past, I, would, I wouldn't I would do it. I would, I would, you know, get a plumber in to, to do it. So in case something does happen, he's right there to, to get it fixed. Right. Um, but if you feel comfortable with... Oh, I can just put a bucket underneath it until the plumber comes. Okay, that's fine. You can do that, but you can't guarantee what what kind of leak you're going to have, and you may not have a leak at all. Right. Who knows? I just want to, you know, it's like be forewarned that there is that possibility. And to step further back, uh, you can turn it off at the street. Right. So I think you should know where both of them are. Exactly. Yes. Yes. That's that is one of the things. No. No. Where at the street, and can you turn it off? Yeah. Um, some of the older, they may all be, have been changed out here in Seattle right now. No, they have not. Oh, okay. They are in the middle of doing that. But okay. Yeah. So they have that that cone shaped kind of valve turn off handle thing that's really weird, and you have to have that special handle to turn it off. Mm-hmm. Um, the city doesn't like you to turn the water off at the meter. They try and discourage you quite a bit from doing that. However, if your valve doesn't work or you don't know where it is, um, then that's your option to do yeah. it, yeah. is to turn that off and to know how to do it. And and you may open that box and not see the meter at all. Um, dirt just accumulates in there and often is, is buried. So you have to dig it out and there will be spiders so if you're <laughs> yeah, a little afraid of spiders, that might not be the thing you want to do. Um, but yeah, just uncovering that so you can see the meter, you can see where the shutoff part is. I think the other handy thing about uh, being able to get to the shutoff at the street, it right. can help you with troubleshooting. It can. Because if you have a leak and you're trying to you know, find it, if you turn off something underneath your sink, so you know no water is coming to that faucet right and you go out to the meter and it's still spinning 
it's sending water through your house somewhere. Mm-hmm. So there's a leak somewhere. And sometimes it could be in the yard. Right. I had that at, at um, my rental house where you really couldn't tell. But but I had gotten notification from the water company that it appears you have a leak. Your, your water usage has really spiked and you may want to check it out. So that's what I did. Turned everything off. And yeah, it kept spinning. And so... Like, oh, great, now what? Um, knew where the where it came in in the house. And, of course, it was in the middle of the yard. Mm-hmm. And I had to have them come out and do the, um, it's not witching, union. but, but yeah. wherever they, you know, they're able to find it and they were able to right. dig and, and replace it. So, yeah, that's yeah. definitely want to know so where super, that meter is. So super easy to keep an eye on. You don't have to wait for bills or even if the bill's a little off. And I made it sound more complicated. You could just turn off all the faucets. There should be no water going to your right. house. And if that meter's running, something's happening. Yep, exactly, exactly. Um, so, okay, so we talked about the water. Okay. Um, electrical meter. Mm. Um, so now one thing about, and this is something that I, that I talk about in the workshop, is people ask about the wires, if, you're, if your wires... Electrical wires coming from the street, of course, if they're above ground, you're not you're not having buried wires with a transformer, but right. you're having from a from a utility pole and the transformer, and it, and it swings down and comes to your house. Um, how do you know? There's always a there's always a dip in that wire, mm-hmm. and how do you know um, if it's something you should be concerned about? It's like, does that look like it's too low? You know, how do you, how do you know? Because they're supposed to have a, a bit of a sag. Right. There, well, laws of physics, there's no way you can get that wire straight, right? Mm-hmm. There is always going to be a sag in that. And there's there's code that requires from the driveway to that wire, supposed to be 12 feet, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you could measure it. If you wanted, don't, I suggest don't, don't touch the wires. <laughs> but what I suggest is if you are concerned about it, call the, call the utility company mm-hmm. and say, I've got my wires coming into the house. It looks like they may be sagging. Mm-hmm. They may be a little low. Can you come out and check? Now this is their job because they're responsible for that section of wiring from the transformer to your house. If they come out and take a look at it and they don't say anything to you, that's fine. And now you have a point of reference. Right. It's like, right. that looks good. And, and if it's bad, well, of course, good, good on you that you reported it, and now you're going to get it fixed. Right, right. So, um, yeah, just use, use the utility company because you're paying them a lot of money. And so the utility is responsible from the pole all the way to the meter. No, not, from the me- not to the meter, to that gooseneck, actually, okay. where that connection is. You shouldn't be messing with any of that stuff because it's yeah that's that's definitely life threatening. Um, but from the where that wire they connect right there at that what they call the gooseneck or the mast that is on your roof. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a connection there. Those wires connect there, and there's typically a loop um, or a, a dip kind of thing. Um, and it's there's that connection there, and that's where the switch off happens right there at that connection. Oh, okay. So they're not responsible for all the way to the meter and the operation of the meter since they own it. They are. They 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 have the meter and they they come out and replace it mm-hmm. to the newer ones, or that's what they have done. Or they'll take it out if you're not paying your bill. Right. <laughs> but 
they say that they're only responsible from that connection to the transformer. Interesting. Okay. So, and it could, and and again, it could be different in different, you know, communities. Different. Right. Areas, different We're cities. talking Seattle. Right. Seattle proper right. here. Yep. Yep. That's what we've run into. It's like, up oh, masthead over. That's what you're responsible for. Cool. Yeah. Okay. And that's so, slightly different than uh, just a step back. Slightly different than the water, and that the city's only really responsible from or for, to your water meter and maybe a little further out wherever that union is, you could be responsible for a fairly good length run right? to your, like, it's not to your house, the water main in your house. It's right. the water main at the street. Right. So when you had the leak in your lawn, if it was after their union, then it was Which your it responsibility. Was. Right. That yep. fix it. Exactly. And, it, you know, sometimes it could be like 100 feet. I had a house one time that it was, we had a, a driveway that had a hill. Yeah. And just kind of like the driveway seems just just wet. Mm. It just had this real small trickle down the driveway, you know, 100 feet. It's like, what is going on? And then we got the notice from the water company that wow. you've got excessive usage. And, oh, this is a good story. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, okay, so we determined that there, there was a leak. Mm-hmm. And I knew from the water, you know, the trail, that, oh, it had to be up near the meter. Right. And... So I, I needed to expose it. I was going to go ahead and fix it myself if it was on our side of the meter. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I hired a couple of guys, you know, like the Millionaire's Club or um, it was community, area, you know, hired a couple of guys to dig. Mm-hmm. And I set them up and I gave them the tools and then I went to work. And at my 10 o'clock break, because I, I worked a mile away, and at my 10 o'clock break, I decided I'd come up and see how far they had gotten. Well, I drive up to the house, and I'm getting close to the house, and there's one of those uh, big, huge vacuum trucks, you know, that that suck the water out of sewers, and or not sewers, but the drain, the storm oh. drains and things like that. Yeah. yeah. And they're just kind of standing there, and I'm like, what, what has happened? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> and um, they were digging, and they used a, a pickaxe. That's got the point on the end of it. Mm-hmm. And um, they had swung and hit the pipe and went into the city side. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, you know, city side is a little bit bigger than than your side. Yeah. And it was copper and it went right. In, and so fortunate thing, they didn't pull it out. Mm. They kept the pickaxe in there until until the city showed up to suck all the water out and get the repair done. Oh, no. Oh, that was... Did you have to pay for it? I No. This, the utilities I, are But pretty... this was a long time ago. This uh, was like 20 years ago or so. And you were outside city limits? Yeah, I was down in Kelso okay. at the time. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so why did you not uh, have the utility come and locate the exit, the location... It wouldn't have necessarily helped in this case, but if you are going to try to dig or save some money and and dig around a little bit before bringing your plumber in, they can find your yes. Your runs. Well, I I I had my finances were not as as good. They're not good now, but they were not as good as they are now. So I was trying to save, you know. As but the city much will come and locate it for you. Is all I mean. You know that we. Oh, been I knew dr- it was it, here. It's right here. It's within this. 
it's within this, you know, three foot square area. I knew where it was because I could see where the water was. Where the water was. But that doesn't tell you exactly where it is. No. I, I, yeah. So would you suggest again that I think the rule is before you start to dig, you really it, No, I don't the no no well, okay. At that point, I don't know if they would have when I did when I did it on my rental not too long ago, it wasn't the utility company that came out and located the break. It was a private company that came out and located the break, and they were able to fix it. So I don't think the utility company will actually locate the break. They'll say, yeah, you have one. Oh, not the break, just the um, the pipe. Oh, oh, you've oh got that's a, right. Yeah, you've, right, you've got right. a window. Mark before you dig. Yeah, that's all I was saying. Not that they are going to troubleshoot the leak for you. I'm trying to think. Was, was there 811 at that time? I, this, no, I'm serious. This was this was a while ago. Twenty five years ago, twenty eight years ago. I was, but I would reinforce that idea of before you dig to find out where all your stuff is. Because right. even if you're working, putting a fence up, you're doing it yourself. Oh, absolutely. That Call is before you so dig. So easy. Because you're like, one. I'm not going in that deep. Nah, you, you don't want, know. Yeah. It's only ha- it only has to be. It's it's they're typically eighteen inches below the surface. Well, if you're digging to put in fence posts, you're going to be digging. Well, you should be digging to two feet. So you could definitely have. And we have run into pipes where you just didn't think that. And and the utility companies didn't know they were there. Right. So you know there are instances where it, they may mark everything, but they you know it's like oh this no this is a gas line. Right. So they, that's not always. Just be careful when you dig. Always figure nine one or a one one, and then dig carefully. Especially when you're in temperate climate, and our pipes are closer to the surface. Yeah, right. Okay. Wow. What else? What else? Through there. Okay. <laughs> oh, a little more on the electrical. Okay. So electrical panels. Um, we know where the meter is. We know where the electrical box is. If it's fuses, eh, you might want to think about getting that changed out. Um, Electrical boxes, know where those are. Typically, it's on the inside of the house, just opposite of your uh, your meter. Mm. Typically. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not, but it typically is. Um, if you you check your electrical box, open the door, and if the, you have the brand name Zinsco or Federal Pacific, um, those two manufacturers have had class action suits against them because the um, – the breakers that they use mm-hmm. um, are fire hazards. So mm. when they're they're designed to, will they look like modern? Yes, yes, breakers. Look, yeah, because they were they were installed in the seventies. Okay, right. So so people we're not talking knob and tube. No, no, no. We're talking. It looks like a regular breaker box, mm-hmm. um, but they have these breakers that don't shut off when they're supposed when there's a hazard. Right? They're they're oh. supposed to trip and they don't. So there's there's this um, you know excess heat that's generated and then and then you what do you do because you can't shut it off? Was that a particular region of the country that those were used a lot? Um, or, or, I don't know. Yeah. I know I have seen them here in the Pacific Northwest. Um, and, and so, yeah, I don't know. And there's a checkmybreaker.com oh, okay. or something like that, I believe, that you can actually check and it shows pictures and things like that. Super. Um, yeah. So yeah. definitely just and important. take a look. Yeah, very important. Very important. That is definitely your family safety. Is it a big expensive job to trade a, a panel out or to add a panel what does that take? 
So I was actually looking at some pricing the other day um, from a bid that we got, and this company was doing flat price, mm. flat rate pricing. So they were saying to change out the box was about $6,000. So that included the box and the labor. Mm-hmm. And then it was a little bit more if they were going to change out the box and, oh, I can't remember. There was one step up from that. And then to change everything to copper wire was only an extra $800, which I thought was really good. Um, but starting, you're going to find it's going to be about $5,000. You may be able to find, you know, a, a, a electrician that's, you know, he does his own thing. Um, it's not quite as expensive as, as this, these bigger guys were. But um, it is, it's kind of a pricey thing. And we're talking that that price only includes changing out the box and the fuses, sorry, the breakers, mm-hmm. um, we're not pulling wire or anything. Nope. It's just whatever the wires are coming into right. the existing box. Pull that out, and they're going to put everything back in, and, and hope they'll label everything. Okay. And so yeah. what was the additional price you were talking about? They, were, I assume that means the actual physical box. Yes. That's not an add-on. No. Okay. Well, the box itself is pretty expensive. Okay. Yeah. So there's the box. And then there's the labor to do the box. Yeah. Cool. But check out those brand names to see if they're uh, yes, yes. A real we'll put the, I'll not. put those in the, the show notes as well, that so that you great. can go back and look at it. And I'll I'll find that website as well, so that you can check it out. Cool. And make sure it's still valid. I know Any, it was at one time. Anything else I should know about electrical? General information in my house. General information. Um, no, that's kind of that's kind of it. Um, knob and tube is okay if it's in good shape. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't freak out if you've got knob and tube. Okay, it's it 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 works. It it has worked for years. And um, knob and tube is the the wiring. You can still have knob and tube going to a modern panel. Yes, you can. And it's not like you have to change it out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just if you're having you're adding circuits um, and wanting to put in you know three pronged outlets and things like that. That's when you're going to want to you know start switching it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, you know, undisturbed, it's fine. Yeah. Gas meter. Okay. If you have a gas meter, um, what are you going to do? You get home, you open the door, and you smell gas. What are you going to do? Open the doors and windows and shut off the gas. Shut off the gas first. No. What am I to do? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, mm. <laughs> well... You're going to be prepared for it. That's what you're going to do. So you definitely don't want to go in the house. At all? No. Because there's... You could spark anything. Right. You just you just don't know. And if, if you've got, you know, the smell of gas as soon as you open, right, you don't, you don't know. You just Then there's know. a lot of gas if you right. can smell it. So what happens if you have like a... a when you open that door or you open another door in your house and you cause enough of a draft and then it goes down to your hot water tank that has... A, Pilot light, right? That's, you know, that's not good. So if you, what you need to do first off is you need to um, get the wrench that will fit. Uh, you can you can go to Harbor Freight, for example, mm-hmm. and buy a, a um, crescent wrench. And that is specifically for your gas meter. 
take a piece of wire and you're going to wire it to your um, meter so that you're able to take it off. So it's just outside right there. So it's there, always there. Don't use it for anything else. You just leave it there. Good idea. So if you come home, you smell gas, you shut the door, you turn that off, and then you call the fire department. Or you could just shut the door, walk to the neighbors and call the call the uh, fire department if you if you don't feel like messing with the gas meter but yourself don't go in the house if you ever smell gas as soon as you open the door don't go in the house very good very good very important right and know you know know where your meter is Mm -hmm. um and there should be you should have gas shut off valves um if you have a hot water tank there should be a shutoff valve close to that as well. Mm-hmm. There should be one for your stove. If you have a gas stove, there should be one behind there. There should be shutoff valve. Um, and uh, fireplaces. If you have a gas fireplace, there should be a, a shutoff valve. So the, each individual appliance should have its own shutoff, shutoff so valve So know where that well. is. And it's right. accessible without taking anything off? I think, well, on fireplaces, you may have to sometimes take a, a panel off, like if you had to take the dishwasher panel off below. Okay. Um, but there's there's usually a panel or something. But in a serious leak, let the fire department help you Don't clear even mess that. with it. Yeah, especially right. metal. You don't want to be, you know, metal against metal kind is of thing. Is it as creating. serious with your, you know, like in your, in a rural area, if you have propane and it's not natural gas? Yes. Same, same yep. rule applies. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. Don't mess with it. <laughs> Don't mess with it. Um, what about your water heater? Do you know where your water heater is? What kind is it? Is it gas or is it electric? Is it tankless? Does it have a tank? Um, when's the last time it's been flushed? Oh, you're supposed to flush your hot water tank? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yes, there should be maintenance done on a hot water tank, regardless of if it's, if it's a tank. Or if it's um, tankless. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, tankless water heaters are actually supposed to be flushed once a year. Um, and from my understanding, it's tricky enough that you want to have a plumber do it. On the now, tankless. Yes. Now, yeah. that was that was what was told to me when I had this house that had a brand new tankless water heater. And they came out to do some service. It's like, oh, yeah, you don't want to do this yourself. And I didn't bother to, to look into it or anything like that. And, and I'm fine with letting other people do those kind of things. Right, right. But it could very well be something that, that a homeowner could do themselves. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that there's instructions for that step-by-step to do it. So there's that. There's also flushing out a, a hot water tank that's, you know, the big 55-gallon. Right. Uh, and there's instructions in the installation manual on how to do that. And that should be done once a year as well, um, especially if you have a lot of sediment, have a lot of minerals and things in your water. Mm, good thing um, about, You yeah. want to do that. Um, and your hot water tank has has a life, right? It, it's not like it's going to last forever. So if, if you're looking at it's been there for 10 years, budget it, get it repaired get replaced prior to it exploding all over the place. And not not really exploding. They don't explode. Well, I can't say they don't. They just create. Major leak problems. Yeah, they get a leak, you know, and you start Run seeing it on the floor. Right. They don't yeah. heat the water anymore. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Um, and what about the furnace? What kind of furnace do you have? Do you have baseboard heaters? You just want to kind of clean the dust off of those so when you turn them on first time in the winter that it doesn't smell like burnt dust. Um <laughs> Furnaces like forced air, uh, gas furnaces, things like that, they have filters. You want to change those out on a regular basis. And that's dependent upon the number of people you have in your house, how many pets you have in the house, um, whether you have carpet or hardwood floors. So what I tell people is you do a 
kind of a test. Mm. At the beginning of the heating season, when you're starting to use your your um, furnace, uh, put a new filter in. And then in a month, write it on the calendar, and in a month, check it and see, is it is it really dirty or is it does mm. it still look pretty good? It's like, well, it still looks pretty good. Okay, well, I'm going to check it in another month. And you check it, and if it looks good, okay, you can go another month. If you need to change it, then then change it. So then you know your maintenance schedule is every two months in the heating season to change your filter. Mark it on the calendar and do it. Get and your baseline, then schedule it. Exactly. Get your baseline. Great. So um, – yeah, those are the those are the big things of you know knowing the systems in your house and where they go and the little bit of maintenance that you need to do on them. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. It's just not that much work mm-hmm. and good thing to write down. So yes, even if take you, notes. If you do the exploration, have it someplace easy for somebody else to tell somebody else. Right. Have <laughs> a file folder in your in your folders right next to the IRS. Right. It's like home <laughs> maintenance and what have I done because. Um, in in workshops, I'll ask people, it's like, okay, so what did you have for dinner last Friday? Right. What what did you have? Last Friday, I'm sure I went out. Oh, uh, so. But couldn't tell you. Right. So when you went into your crawl space and you saw those cracks in your foundation six months ago, are they the same size this time as they were the last time? How do you know if you didn't write it down or take a picture or measure it? So, And especially as... Time just swirls and disappears. Right. What you think was three months was two and a half years exactly. ago the last time I right. checked that out. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, really good advice. Write really it on advice. a schedule. Write it on a schedule. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of about it. That um, sounds great. Yeah. Great idea. Yeah. Thank you, Tart. Well, I love it. Thank you so much. Um, and do we have any questions from any listeners tonight? I got a couple of questions. Okay, what do we got? Um, kind of fun. Um, frosting glass. Not like frosting eating, like buttercream frosting glass. <laughs> I was going to say, because that's the mess. <laughs> no judgment, right. but it's the mess. It is a little messy. Um, you know, you got clear glass, and uh, the example is um, we had a, a client who wanted um, the glass in their pantry door frosted. Okay. We we were just going to change the door out itself, but I got it priced out, and the door itself with the frosted glass was going to be nine hundred dollars. For heaven's sake! And this, we're talking. This is a twenty-four inch door, so just a little baby door with a piece of glass in it. Sure. It wasn't. It wasn't weatherproof or anything because it was an interior door. Nine hundred dollars, frosted piece of glass, or the whole door. Or the whole door, yeah. The whole door with it. And so um, we thought, well, what other options do we have, right? Because it's a pantry. Do you want to see your cereal boxes in the cans of green beans and things like that? Not, not really. Right. Um, so there's a um, – what's the what's the big um, spray paint? Krylon makes um, a product that's called frosted glass mm-hmm. that you can spray on – the glass. Have you used it? Does it work? I have not used it, and I have seen many, many reviews, and some say, oh, my gosh, it's the easiest thing ever, uh-huh. but don't touch it because it, it Let it does, completely dry. Well, no, even after it's completely dry, oh. it, it's, it, will, it scratches off pretty easily. So it's a situation where, you know, if, if it's an application where you're not going to be touching it, you know, the dog's not going to be rubbing up against it or your kid, you know, running their car into it or something like that, right? Right. Um, 
that would be play a card. possibility. Play, yeah, that's what I meant. I, I was going through my head when I said that. I was like, car, okay, car. a 16-year-old running. Now, that's another story. That's, but anyway. <laughs> um, so there's there's that. So super quick and easy, but not not durable at all. Um, and then there's the the sheet vinyl that you can get that's specifically made. Kind of adhesive. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's different different kind that you can get. You can get that opaque frosted look. You can get the one-way mirror and you can get, <laughs> you know, designs and things like that. Yeah. And those work pretty well. They're a little bit tricky to install without bubbles in them. Right. Yeah. I did it one time in a commercial project. Um, because we were having a class in this room, in this conference room, and temperatures were supposed to be in the 95s, right? Mm-hmm. 90s, 95, whatever. And so it's like we need to do something with these windows, otherwise we are just going to cook in this room. So we got this film and we put it on there, and it worked really well. But was it a shaded film? Yes. Or just okay. It was a, it was a shaded film, um, but it was tricky to get the bubbles as as your. Um, Sticking it on the window, you know, you get this little squeegee thing that you're trying to get the air out of. So it it's a little tricky. Maybe a four-handed job and lots of YouTube videos. Exactly. A big squeegee. <laughs> yes. yes. A big squeegee. Yep. Yep. So Super. there you go. Frosted and that'd be glass. fun. That'd be fun to try that kind of stuff. It would be. Um, second question. Yeah. Uh, kitchen cabinets again. So somebody wanted to, their their toe kick, that, that piece of... Uh, wood that goes underneath the cabinets, kind of it's a decorative, but it's, you know, eighth inch piece of wood that's kind of indented underneath kind of, the yeah. lip so of it the... makes it, it looks pretty. Yeah. And so it, it had come loose. They had their Gorilla Glue there. And then the instructions on the Gorilla Glue says to use, um, use the Gorilla Glue, of course, and then, and then clamp it for 30 minutes. Well, how, how, do, you clamp do, how do you clamp it? What do you do? What I suggest is is to use um, you can use little baby finishing nails, mm. right? Just a couple to tap it in until that glue, and th- then leave it. You can always leave it and maybe do a little wood filler if you want, um, right? Or a nail if you have a na- nail gun, you know, an eighteen gauge nail gun to put it in place, and you know, take a whole lot, just a few, to hold that in place. That's a great idea. Yeah, and it won't look that terrible. No, as long uh-uh. as you pay. F- Stay away from the eight penny, ten penny nails. Right, you want to definitely be using eighteen <laughs> gauge or something like that. And if you try and do, you know, like a pattern, like on the edges, as opposed to I'm going to put one in the very middle, and then I'm going to put one over here, and it's a, you know, it looks kind of. Find some intention. Exactly. <laughs> Think about it for just a minute before you do that. All right. Yeah. Great idea. Don't be afraid Thanks. of nails. No. No. Not at all. So thank you very much, Amy. We um, we did want to take a couple of seconds and ask those of you who are listening. Um, we'd love to hear from you about the podcast. You know, is this format working or interesting for you? Uh, other things you'd like to um, hear us discuss. And always, 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 if you have any questions for us or comments, just send them to askamy at amyworks.com. Right on. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Alicia. This podcast is sponsored by Amy Works, a residential remodeling contractor in Seattle. We want to help you realize the dream of your next kitchen, bath, or basement remodel. Check out some of our work on our website, amyworks.com. Give us a call at 206-478-2019 or send us an email at help at amyworks.com.